evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another brand new, absolutely live, super spectacular edition of the You Show. Yep. You. Jeff the Shark Perini. Jewel Mazeltov Tati. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends out there. Happy and Hanukkah. Jewel's new nickname for the evening. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, why am I so stoked? Why am I so excited? Well, first of all, we're back. We were not here Monday night because we had to watch our Eagles take care of a little business. A little bit. A little bit. With stupid-ass Mark Sanchez. Remember that knucklehead when he played here? God, he's horrible. Anyway, Eagles uh, uh, took care of the Washington Redskins. Now put them one game out of first. And you know what? Philly faithful with Dallas week. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. First, the down-ass-hole Cowboys this Sunday. First place on the line. You stoked, Joel Tady? I'm so excited, especially because I couldn't watch Monday, so I'm extra stoked. Outstanding. And being the wonderful host, but also major jackass that I am, uh, in canceling the show so everybody can check out the Sixers, uh, the Sixers. They're, I've got that in my mind, too. Big game tonight against the Raptors. Anyway, I'll relax. Uh, anyway, um, so everybody can watch the Eagles. I forgot our guest. It was more than wonderful to come on with us tonight. The ultra-talented actress, model, fire dancer, singer, my future second wife, <laughs> Megan Marlowe. On the show this evening. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Woo! She's hot, lady, but hot in a lot of ways. They don't just mean oh she's hot. Like her music is hot. Like she's she's full energy. It's beautiful. Awesome songs. Um the fire dancing stuff always fascinates me. I love that. I know a friend of mine who used to do that. I love that stuff. So she's pretty awesome. She's kick ass and she's gonna be with us tonight around eight thirty. She's gonna play some tunes, we're gonna talk about her career, we're gonna talk about fire dancing. We're going to talk to her about the Dallas Cowboys. Hot. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. everybody. And I'm really like all of our wires just got crossed that day, like for so many different reasons. So um, we apologize. And we're so happy she's on here tonight. We are definitely happy she's on here tonight. And also, some of you are saying, what about Nancy Bowen? Nancy Bowen will be with us as well. Um, there was another one we had scheduled for this week. And we will... Reassign Nancy as well. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you. I'm not Nancy. Why else am I excited tonight, Joel Tady? It's like a, it's like a plethora of exciting shit. Sip of sunshine beer. That's right. Sip of sunshine. The local beer store I love so much. Got in a couple of cases today. So I scored some. And I got some here in my fantastic Lawson's Finest Liquid Glass. Courtesy of my man, Bill Newman. Thanks, Bill. Nice. Bill is Bill is the owner of that uh, wonderful bar down Maniunk area, Union Tap House. Folks, I'm going to do a free plug here. No payment, no nothing. Check out Union Tap House in Maniunk. they got the city's best wings. They've got a fantastic beer list. Bill's a great owner. Very tentative staff. Great Corner bar place, a lot of fun. Packed, good crowd, 
great times. We're in Maniunk. It's off the beaten path. It's not on Main Street. It's not one of those smug places. It's a fun place. Jewel Tatey. That's awesome. I really haven't, I probably hung out in Maniunk twice my whole life, and I'm sad because it is cool down there. And uh, yeah, I have to check it out. If you like cool places, you like Maniunk, check out the Union Tap House. Hmm. I highly recommend my man awesome. Bill Scorpion, the last Lawson's glass. And it's a perfect drink for tonight. Sunshine, Megan's from the Sunshine State, so it mm-hmm. all works out. Very summery. It's like it's like 20 degrees here in the Philly area. <laughs> perfect. Seriously. Ugh. I feel like I'm sick as soon as I step outside. Tell me about it. Actually, what, what kicked it off, the reason we end up in Maniunk is... Um, a uh, pizza place that's becoming that had become famous. Tina Fey pushed it a lot too on her appearance on Jimmy Fallon. Peekus of Upper Darby. Hmm. Um, what eighty years in business? Fantastic. Some of the best pizza in the area. It's it's over an hour away. I came home the other night from work. I said to the wife, "I'm like, you hungry?" She's like, "Yep." You up for something different? She said, "Yep." Got in the car, went to Peekus. Took us over an hour to get, get there with traffic. After that, I said, beer? She's like, what do you got in mind? I'm like, manioc? And I get two heads. <laughs> Great night. Great night, had That's awesome. Thank you. Let's take a second to thank last Wednesday night's guest, the amazing Lilith from Lilith in the Night, all the way from London. Thank you, Lilith, so much. Drew, I know you're a big fan. Oh, man. If I wasn't geeking out that night, She's just great. <laughs> and she deserves to hear it over and over because she is that great of a person. And we appreciate her taking the time so much to call in for fourth time on this show. I mean, it's insane. Okay. And she's so sweet about it. And <clears throat> she couldn't be cooler. So thank you, Lilith. And we love you. We love you very much. And the best part was what, you know, when she said to me, I would almost feel insulted if you don't. Asked me to keep coming back. I said, "Dan, you're amazing. Get to come back." She got more shoes on. If you didn't ask me, she's awesome. Aww. She's gorgeous. She's super talented, super sweet. She's amazing. That's the kind of people we get here on the Yo Show. And tonight should be no exception with Megan Morrison. Or is it Jewel? Maybe you know. Is it now just Morrison? Like, has she become like yeah. Fabian? Well, I, okay. I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, short, sweet, and to the point. I like it. And, and you know, it's it's it's. It's cool, because she's cool. I've seen her yeah. in some of the pictures, the modeling pictures, her on the bike and her like the, with the shirt just kind of hanging over. Yeah, she's badass. So it's, it's going to be Morrison, because <laughs> she's freaking cool. She's going to be hanging out with us two dorks, but she's cool. Karini and Tady Morrison. Right. Tonight. Now. Live. The uh, new movie, Two Nerds. <laughs> The new movie, Two Nerds and a Hottie, coming soon to theaters near you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Top five list time, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'm so goddamn excited about everything now. I'm excited about my top five list. It's so damn good. In honor of Morrison, we spent a couple time, uh, spent some time in a couple bands. Uh, Dorothy's Surrender and Revolver were her two bands before now. She's breaking out solo. So that's what so we did. Top five list. Top five artists who broke out of bands to become successful solo artists. And I've got a tie at number five. How about that? Oh, you Legend. always have ties. 
<laughs> Actually, you know what? It's kind of it's kind of weird that these two are at five and the other person's at four, but let's go for it anyway because the list is already made out. Number five, it's a tie with two of the greatest legends of our time. Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin and Paul McCartney. Did he go solo? From uh, the Beatles. Who, Paul McCartney? Yes, he did. Well, he went solo, yeah, kind of got Ma- his own game. Look, no. <laughs> Robert Plant. I know Paul McCartney went solo. Oh, yeah, Robert Plant. Aww. Oh, yeah. just showed up in the studio with yet another four-pack of Sip of Sunshine, so I now have 12 of them. <laughs> yes, I sure did. This show, we're on the air here. <laughs> She's yelling at me for my dear purpose. Yeah, I did. Such Aww, good work. See? Look at that supportive <laughs> Team that effort. So uh, yeah, Robert Plant had a real big album, real big solo. Now in Zen it was a great album. Uh, oh. Fate of Nation. He had quite a few. Uh, Manic Nirvana. Yes, he had some great solo albums. Robert Plant, excellent. And of course, Paul McCartney. Number four. Here's one jewel might surprise you a little bit, but this woman to me, great in bands, just as great solo. Gwen Stefani. You know, everybody said, oh, well, she is No Doubt. Not really. No Doubt was a band. And then Gwen went solo as well. Yep. I'm going to give my wife a round of applause for the beer purchase. She's got like the sad Yay. look on her face. Oh. <laughs> okay, Number three, one of my favorite bands, and then we went solo, he's still one of my favorite artists. From White Zombie, the one and only Rob Zombie. That's right, Rob mm-hmm. Zombie. Now solo artist is a member of White Zombie, which I loved. Great solo artist number three. Number two, one of the legendary solo guys that came from a humongous band. The band was Genesis. The man is Phil Collins, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> just came back on tour. He's awesome. I've seen Phil a few times. Great musician, great guy, just fantastic. I love Phil Collins. That's number two. Number one for me, if you know me well enough, this is a pretty easy answer. From the days of Black Sabbath, he went solo. Never missed a beat. Mr. Ozzy Osbourne is number one. Because of me, he is kind of the guy that just did not miss a beat. Was awesome with Sabbath. Was awesome solo. Man, is an awesome artist. And Ozzy Osbourne, for me, my number one band mate that went solo like Han. And speaking of Han, it's on the Jewel Tady and her top five list. Have no idea Yours is good. My list is great. <laughs> Number five is Sting. <laughs> no. Uh, we always, whatever. I feel like my answers are the same a lot of times, but my favorite artists fit into the same category. So I'm sorry, but here goes. Number five, John Lennon. You know, I always like Paul and the Beatles, but John Lennon's solo stuff, I, I could just listen to that all day long. Oh my God, from like everything. Mother has to be one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, I love John Lennon. Mother by Danger. Uh, Mother, tell your children not to come away. I love that song. No, I'm not that song. Not that. I'm not going to sing it. It's not 9 o'clock yet. Um, number four, Beth Gibbons from Portishead. Holy moly, wow. Jesus. If she isn't one of my favorite singers of all time, her voice is so beautiful and haunting and Porta said it's like my all time favorite band but her by herself like her vocal ability is just insane and I miss her and I really want to see her on tour in my lifetime so make that happen Beth 
I know you're listening. <laughs> number three. Our number one fan. <laughs> right. Number three. I, I didn't even think of this one when when you suggested the list. But Beyonce, holy crap. I mean, yeah. whoever. Talk about solo breakout artist of all time. I mean, geez, she just left them in the dust. Like, Kelly and Michelle, they had no chance. But I love you, Kelly. I love Beyonce. She could do no wrong. Oh, um, except sometimes. <laughs> um, number two, Bruce did start out in the band, so I'm gonna say <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. I've probably seen him twelve different times, all with the E Street Band, but I didn't get a chance to see him on Broadway. I was very upset. My cousin just did, but I plan on purchasing that album when it comes out. For Christmas, so Bruce Springsteen and number one, Eminem. You know he was number two on some kind of list for, oh for it was the best solo artist. Let me just best solo artist who used to front a band, and they're saying Eminem was in a band, so I gotta go with Marshall Mathers on that one. There wow. you go. Enough said. Signed to you. <laughs> This is great. Coming up, uh, coming up next Wednesday on the Yo Show, top five things about Bruce Springsteen, because that seems. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, big fans, you Every top five list that we do okay. seems to squeeze let's, in there somehow. Let's rehash. Let's rehash the wonderful top five list. Uh, for me, number five, Robert Plant, Paul McCartney, tied two legends. Number four, the. Uh, Sexy, slinky Gwen Stefani. Number three, the badass Rob Zombie. Number two, Phil Collins. Number one, Shannon! Yep, that's Al Jones. <laughs> went with uh, John Lennon, number five. Beth Gibbons at number four. Beyonce, number three, which is a good call. Good one. Bruce Springsteen at number two, as always, at number one. Plain peanut caramel. It's Eminem. <laughs> You like that. The huh? goat. He's just the goat. The goat. The greatest of all time. Speaking of the greatest of all time, we got a pretty great artist tonight on our show. Miss Megan Morrison. And she was kind enough to give us a couple tunes to play for you. Uh, this is the one we're going to play first because this one's big. This is her new hot single from her uh, solo career. It's called Heart on Fire. From her new EP, which is coming out this spring, called Appetite for Freedom. The song, again, Heart on Fire. And you're going to hear it right here on the Yo Show. About five minutes long, so we'll play it for you. Then we'll come back with some topics and some talk and Megan Morrison. So stick around, folks, because it's Super Hyper Night on the Yo Show! Woo! Right back.
love it. I mean, no, I feel like I am. Sorry. No, right. Really? No, I just feel like I want to be in a club in Miami and then come out of the club and, like, go on the beach and have a campfire. That's what this song makes me want to do. Okay. I like it. That is Heart on Fire, the first single of Megan Morrison's upcoming EP this Spring EP is called Appetite for Freedom. And you heard Heart on Fire. Good tune. She gets a little mm-hmm. dancey at the end. She gets a little, she's like growling at it. I'm growling. Well, you're growling. I'm growling. She can make <laughs> she can growl me anytime. You kidding? You seen them pictures? Something. Lovely looking young lady. Um, speaking of growling, there's going to be a lot of people growling, Jewel Tady, when they go to Starbucks. You're going to go to Starbucks, you're going to hook up your Wi-Fi, you're going to uh, put your hand down your pants and realize that, bam, pornography has been blocked by your good friends at Starbucks. That's right. What a lead-in. Uh, yeah, that is some lead-in. Am I the best? Am I not the best lead-in guy in this business? Yeah, Segway uh, too. Yeah, so uh, starting in 2019, Starbucks is, in fact, blocking porn from its in-store Wi-Fi. Uh, there goes my Saturday Night School, Tady. Are you affected by this at all? I mean, be true, don't, don't be like my dad's listening. Let it rip. I mean, you know. You know, I go to Starbucks every morning. <laughs> and I'm surrounded by everyone watching their porn. I mean, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in 2019? No one's going to watch their porn in Starbucks. Damn, no one in Starbucks. It's something. I guess people are going to start acting up. Is that a Frappuccino? Something else. Uh, Excuse me, Missy, you got a little cream on your face. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Only on the Yo Show, folks. Tell your friends. Tell your kids. Wake your kids. Get them on out here. (laughs) I see that face. Don't be making faces. That's pure comedy right there. Jewel, so we're live, uh, live and in effect. Jewel Tady's having um, potential intern auditions tonight, and uh, now we're here. <laughs> you are. You really fill up your side of the studio. My side has a lot of beer, and I have like seventy-seven cans of sip of sunshine. <laughs> All right, like, <laughs> he's like he came out like this sad face. Like, oh, no, it's not going to waste. Seriously, we're going to do without porn. Starbucks. I bet Dunkin' Donuts still has porn. What do you think? Think Dunkin' Donuts still gonna have porn? I don't know. You know what? People are gonna go to Dunkin' Donuts now. Dunkin' Takeover. That's right, Dunkin' Takeover. Because people want their porn. God damn it. America runs on Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) America has sex on Dunkin'. I just saw something. I have to ask Megan Morrison tonight, and it's very exciting. Does it have anything to do with her, like, giving me kisses? It's actually, like, sort of a Philly connection, so truly excited okay. to ask her. Good stuff. I like Philly connection. That's what we're all about here. Dio show coming mm-hmm. from Philly, bringing you to the world. That's what we do. Um, here's something that we don't like about Philly. See, as much as we love it here... 
Every once in a while, I get that kick in the ass. Pennsylvania craft beer tax, Jewel Tady, goes into effect July 2019. My sip of sunshine here. Oh, so beautiful and lovely. It's going to get big fat tax on it. Why? Didn't they learn from soda tax? I mean, it's already super expensive. What the hell do they want from us? It's not fair. Well, it's not fair for you. I feel for you. I have my high life here. I'm an all-American, but you hipsters, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, I'm a hipster, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hipster. Uh, uh, I guess I'm going to pay the extra money. I mean, okay, so like I said, sip of sunshine, very rare, a little harder to come by. Put the premium on a four-pack, 1995. I paid it. I bought two. Shit, my wife bought one. We're now sixty dollars in the hole with Sip of Sunshine. Imagine a big tax on it. Wow. You are committed. <laughs> <laughs> I should be committed. You like what I did there? Right, right. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Very good. Took you a second. Thanks. <laughs> Jesus. Let's try not to nine o'clock. Get all the roomy stuff off my drink. I had Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, don't come to Starbucks with foam in your drink. <laughs> Jewel, of course, is sporting the champagne of beers, Nor Highlight. Did you ever hear of the nose trick? Well, it works more yeah. for um, a cup of beer for the head, the foam that rises to the top. You know, and you think of it, and, like, how disgusting is that? You're going to rub your nose grease, swirl it around your cup, <laughs> just so you can pound your rear faster. I want to get back to the foam that rises to the top of your head. <laughs> it's called the head, right? Yep. Shut up. I'm done. There is. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. Don't leave early tonight. <laughs> Too easy sometimes. I just, you know what? God. Well, if we had sponsors, they're all gone now. <laughs> you know what else I thought was disgusting? People who lick their lips <laughs> to read books. Oh, you mean page flippers that lick their fingers? Page flippers. I hate, I so. hate that with a passion. Disgusting. What are you getting out of licking your finger? My brother does that. It really makes it stick to the page. He writes disgusting. And they always have to be so obvious about like, uh. (laughs) It sounds like it's (laughs) like they're like eating ice cream or something. Then they're going to swipe at the page. And then you go to touch the page and it's soaked. Like it's soaking wet. He's licking the envelope. Look, give me how bright red I'm getting. <laughs> it's not even what you're laughing at. I know. We haven't done that in a while. No, you don't want me to do that tonight. It's got a little something to do with baby. It's cold outside in the whole nine yards. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Oh. Oh, so speaking of which, the good people at PETA. That's right, PETA, folks. Whoops, I stopped that PETA story because we're on to something good. I'm saved by the bell before I went to a crazy rant. Let's welcome at this moment our very special guest. The reason you tune into the show, because God knows you don't come to listen to us. You come to listen to our awesome guest. <laughs> so let's welcome singer, actress, model, fire dancer, anything you could possibly imagine, the amazingly talented 
Morrison. Good evening and welcome to the Yo Show. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Great. Thank Let you so much for coming on. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank thanks you. for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. Oh. Thank you about uh, understanding a little mishap on Monday. That was an absolute disaster. So we greatly appreciate you coming back with us tonight. Um, first question yeah. right off the bat. No did, I give you a, did I give you a good enough intro? Was that, was that good? Or? That was an excellent <laughs> intro. Can you just walk around with me and give me that intro when I meet people? <laughs> Absolutely. Just a we'll take hype, man. <laughs> good hype, man. We'll take it to, um, like, even if you order a slice of pizza. Can I have your name, ma'am, for your order? Oh, her name. Her name is the amazing singer. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Um, and we're big fans. I'm telling you, we did a lot of uh, research, a lot of reading, Thank listening you. to the music. So we love it. So welcome aboard. Thank you um, so much. Sure, absolutely. And thank you. Um, let's get into some questions. Uh, I could learn a little something about you and uh, – have our uh, listeners get to know you a little bit. All right. Uh, so you grew up, uh, you kind of grew up like in like the main Massachusetts area, kind of like New England. What first got you yep. into music? What made you decide that you know, this was real? Um, well, I have a family history of music. My mom um, played the piano and the organ when I was younger, and she sang. And her father, my grandfather, he was a self-taught musician, um, oh, wow. played all, all brass instruments, and went on to compose and then conduct um, more like big band stuff. Um, so I grew up like going and seeing him play or conduct, and a lot of my um, a lot of people in my family on that side of the family were musicians, and my mom always made sure I had a lot of music in my life and my dad was always listening to, you know, Led Zeppelin or Tom Petty and so I grew up singing along to that. And I don't know, something just kind of moved me when I was little. I would just turn everything into a song. We'd be on a road trip and the whole thing would be a like a opera or a musical that I would just kind of make up with my mom along the way. So music has just always kind of been a part of me. <laughs> Are you classically trained? We see that you play the guitar and piano did you take lessons as a like a child um i'm classically trained uh, in voice um right after i graduated high school i went to the university of massachusetts and studied classical voice performance there um, and then i moved to new york city and studied for a little while at hunter college um so classical music was it was a great training it wasn't necessarily what i wanted to do but I knew I wanted to sing. Um, when I was in high school, um, I was in choirs, and I did all state competitions and that kind of stuff, and then I got into doing musicals, and so I figured that was the best route for me, and I'm, I'm really grateful that I had that opportunity in college to study that. As far as piano, um, I, my mom had me take lessons when I was young, and then I kind of played here and there, writing songs on the piano all throughout my younger years and then when I was in college I had to take piano classes um but guitar I just started playing a couple years ago so I'm still kind of fresh on that huh nice good for you yeah. that's awesome yeah that is that's, that's multi-talented people I I have a hard enough time talking <laughs> on this show let alone doing all that stuff um <laughs> well you're doing a great job <laughs> oh thank you very much but it's um, a pretty big move. Like, you picked up from up north, you made your way to New York. Did you kind of know 
that you were going to get it? Like you, you just thought to yourself, that's it. I'm moving because I know I got the skill and you moved to New York to pursue it. Or was that kind of like a nerve wracking thing? Like, Oh God, here goes the biggest game of my life. I, I had no doubts in my mind. People tried to talk me out of it. I like, when I was in college, I took all my music courses and you know, all the fun stuff and got that all done. And then, so I pretty much had a lot of my music training done by my um, junior year. And uh, all I really had left were like gen ed classes. And I was just, you know, I was getting lead roles in musicals and I was kind of excelling. And I just, I had always dreamed of living in New York City. So I kind of made up my mind, like, that's where I have to be. Um, so I was just going to quit school. Um, but I think it was my mom that convinced me to, you know, see if I could transfer my credits and, and get into a school in New York to finish. So. I found a school that I could transfer my credits at, but I was just, I was set on New York City. I had no doubt. I went with a, a group that I used to waitress with in um, college, and we went uh, to New York just to look for apartments. All of it was like, to New York too, but no. And so we went and looked at apartments. I found a waitressing job while we were there looking at apartments, you know, a little, not too long after. So. Wow. Cool. And, and, and did you, um, like, book anything as your waitressing like in those first years and were you excited about anything you booked and thought that's where you were headed like in that direction either acting or, or the modeling route well it was more um i just really moved there to audition i really wanted to be on broadway so we went to a lot of auditions a lot of broadway off-broadway stuff um and that was kind of my hope of uh, that in New York, when I was there, I kind of started singing with some bands and realized that that might be the route that I want to go, like creating my own music. Um, and I still love musicals, and it's still a dream of mine to be on Broadway. But I didn't exactly have a plan. Like, I didn't move there with anything lined up. Um, just sidebar, what what are your uh, some of your top favorite Broadway shows? <laughs> like, what, oh, man. what would be your dream <laughs> role? Was, my dream role? Uh, my dream role would be uh, it, probably Wicked. Ooh, like, uh, nice. either, either one of the witches. Went to that with my mom. Um, okay. I love Wade. Um, You know, Maureen from Rent would be another role. Um, uh, and then I love the classics. Like when I was in college, I started Cinderella, Audrey and Hammerstein, Cinderella. So that was really cool. And then I think it's still there, and when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but um, oh. so yeah, I I really love any shows that have really like meaningful, awesome, powerful songs. Yeah, and they're adapting almost every movie into a Broadway show now, so um, right, that's really cool. <laughs> There's some of my favorites too, so that's really cool. <laughs> awesome. Very awesome. Okay, so you went from kind of like the. Um, the Broadway scene, and then you got into like punk and rock music. Uh, you started your first band, Dorothy Surrender, in 2009. So, how did you go from musicals to punk and rock and, and into a band? How was that transformation? Um, well, I mean, the core of my like I, the music that's always really to me is rock and roll. Um, like I said, you know, my, my dad and my mom, but. It, I, 
I played a lot of, you know, Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. A lot of classic rock I grew up listening to. Um, and that just really like kind of amped me up and got me really excited. And, um, and then I got really into, you know, the, all the 90s when I was going. The 90s is really where I fell in love with rock music because there were so many good bands. And then there were so many like female bands like Shirley Manson from Garbage and, you know, yes. like Bonnie and you just had, you know, um, Peter Harvey, like all these amazing singers. And it was like, oh, wow, I think that's what I want to do. Um, so I didn't. Um, I, I was kind of like in and out of bands, but I didn't do anything seriously in New York City. And then when I moved down to Miami, it was like, all right, now it's time. Uh, I had these songs, a bunch of songs that I had written uh, in New York, most of them. And so I found um, found some musicians and just kind of put it together. And the Dorothy Surrender stuff is very, it's all original music, but it's very kind of 90s grunge inspired because that's really the music that I love. So you can definitely hear that when you listen to that EP. Definitely. And when did you decide to take the jump to Miami? What, what, but you're definitely an East Coaster. You've been. <laughs> I'm an East Coaster. I love the West Coast too. I love California. I love it out there. There's no saying that I might end up there someday. Um, but yeah, I do. I do love the East Coast. Um, I'm sorry. You asked what made me make the jump down here. Um, yeah, from New York to Miami. Well, I I had been getting really tired of the cold weather and really kind of strung right. out, just living, working good jobs. Living a good life in New York, but really needing a change. Um, and yeah, I was really tired of the cold weather. Um, and then while I was there, I started dating a guy um, who's actually now my husband, and he had lived down here in Fort Lauderdale before. So we came down here for vacation, and I kind of fell in love with the climate. And then I found how much cheaper it was to live in Miami than New York. And I was living yeah. in Brooklyn at the time. Um, and that kind of made up my mind. So I was I was ready to make the move. Nice, awesome, very nice. So um, so let's talk about the new stuff. Uh, the stuff that is currently the bread and butter here. We played your new single, Heart on Fire. We love it. It's a great song. Awesome, uh, thank you. Absolutely, and that's coming off of uh, your first solo EP called Appetite for Freedom. Yeah. Now was that like a uh, bit? Right. The name of the EP, the Appetite for Freedom, that's coming out in spring of 2019. Is that kind of like your new yeah. mantra, like, I'm done with the band thing, like, it's about me, I want to be free? Is that kind of an expression that you're making? Well, um, it's, it's a, it means a lot of things to me. Um, I guess it's definitely uh, stepping out of my own, finally, like, having the confidence to do that. And it's also about, like, some personal uh, experiences. I struggled uh, with alcoholism and got sober about two and a half years ago, and that really kind of destroyed my life for a while. Um, I really struggled hard with that. Uh, actually, I lost my dad in 2010. Um, I had a lot of... Um, a lot of stuff going on. I I wasn't good to myself. I struggled with a lot of anxiety and just kind of couldn't deal with the world. 
and it was really, really holding me down. And when I was able to get sober, I just life and just had this whole new outlook on life and things have really just only gone up since there so it's really like about my freedom from um, how I was weighing myself down with negative thinking with alcohol um, with so much you know I'm such a positive person but I just had this little dark side that I just couldn't couldn't get out of and so it's really about my freedom from that and a lot of the songs you can hear Lifting. Um, you know, since I've gotten sober, I've really had an active voice in the community, and I've really tried to reach out to people through my music and let, let them know that they're not alone, and this doesn't have to be such a, a taboo subject, you know. Um, and so that's really what the EP's about. It's about my, my experiences, my story, and, and sharing my hope with people, you know, that life can get better. Well, Roy, congratulations on that. I, I know it's a hard struggle. Yeah. Um, I, I've you. had relatives that have, have gone through that. And like I said, sometimes it always doesn't have, have the good ending. So congratulations on that. I know it's tough. Like I said, Thank I guess you so become much. a voice. Absolutely. Um, and it's turned into great music. I mean, you've got a, um, you got a badass persona about you. You definitely have like a confident look. And you certainly seem like you're, you're heading in the right direction. And that's great. Uh, so spring 2019, do we have an exact date yet for the uh, EP, or is it kind of tentative? No exact date, because I'm still adding on songs. <laughs> like, uh, awesome, all right. I'm writing <laughs> recently, so I just keep, you know, <laughs> thinking I know the songs that I want on it, and then I'll write another one and be like, oh, no, this one has to be on it. So I, it might even be an EP by the time it's finished. <laughs> but That's I awesome. do plan... Uh, I'll be releasing my second single um, early next year um, off the EP as well, and then another music video. And I have my music video for Heart on Fire, my first single, coming out on Monday, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, we saw there's going to be a uh, release party December 11th in Miami, Florida. So if you're in the area, look into that and check it out because Megan's an Excellent performer. The video should be exciting. Uh, Jewel, you're looking to jump in. I've been hogging up all the questions. Jewel, go ahead. You're up. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I just wanted to know if the the rest of the EP will, will sound like Hearts of Fire. Heart, heart, of, heart on Fire. I'm sorry. It's, um, <laughs> you can tell it's just infused with a, a couple different styles and genres. And it really, I, I feel like it keeps you on your toes. I was telling Jeff, I, I just feel like going to a club and then, and then immediately after going to the club and, and having that high, you want to like go to a beach and like calm down. Like that's the kind of vibe I get. So, um, no, it puts you in a good place. It makes me feel like summer. So, um, you know, how does the rest of the EP pan out? Like how, how, how do you want your audience to feel when they listen to it? So, so the EP is really, um, there are some different styles on there. None of the other songs are going to sound like Heart on Fire. I'll tell you that. Heart on Fire is kind of like was an experimental song for me. Um, it's actually a song that I wrote uh, about three years ago, and I was in the studio and I was recording it, and um, it actually, the whole session got deleted, and I lost everything after months and months oh, of wow. being in the studio. Right. So. It was really, it was really tragic. It was really upsetting. So I put the song wow. away, like for a few years. I joined a different band and sang with the band for a while. Wrote some songs with that band, um, and then early this year I decided, okay, now's the time I, I need to start the solo project. So I pulled that song back out, and it was just kind of like 
it was something I had to do for my own personal, um, you know, I, I had to, I had to finish it. I couldn't just, you know, it was like always there in the back of my mind. So I went to, I found a different producer. It was great. And he had uh, the idea of putting this trap beat to it. And it's funny, like I love, for some reason, I love that kind of trap beat, but I just, like that trap songs are I feel like the I, I don't want to get in trouble for saying this but I just feel like the lyrics are the you know the, it's just mumble rap not really good <laughs> and you know some of it's okay but some of it's a lot of it's not so I was like well, what would happen if I you know put this like rock ballad to this trap beat so it was really an experiment um the other songs in the album are going to be kind of more of the style that I'm heading towards, which is kind of like electro rock with a little blues in there. You know, one of my biggest influences is Muse. So I get a lot of like ideas for guitar solos and stuff from them. Um, I love them. And just kind of those heavy, heavy riffs with his, you know, kind of beautiful melodic voice. I always kind of, I always kind of thought my voice with my classical training, like didn't really fit over rock music because it sounded just too, I don't know. It didn't sound like hard enough. And then when I heard Mount Bellamy singing from Muse, it was like his voice is totally like that, but it's just like heavy, like music. And okay, maybe I can do this. So I definitely uh, got a lot of inspiration from that song. Uh, you'll hear definitely hear influences from them. And then a lot of the stuff is, yeah, really kind of soulful, like a little bit of blues in there. Um, it's going to, I'm really excited about it. That sounds amazing. That should be great. Um, kind of a side note, wasn't really one of the regular questions we had, but I did see the picture where you you said, you know, you got your Muse tickets. Uh, has that show gone off yet? Have you seen them live? No, it's at, it's not until March. I bought my tickets the day ah, it okay. came out. I was so excited. Because they're coming, they're coming here in April, and I am I've always wanted to see them. I definitely want to do it. And when you brought it up, it just really rehashed it. They're amazing. I flew up, uh, my husband and I flew up uh, years ago to see them in Madison Square Garden because they've been big for years, but they just got big in the U.S. like not too long ago, like two years ago, people really started to know who they were and I started to hear them on the radio. I've been a fan of theirs for like 20 years probably. Um, Like I love all their older stuff. Um, But yeah, in Madison Square Garden, they put on amazing shows. So awesome. (laughs) That's so cool. And um, I told Jeff, uh, I saw one of your posts from a couple of weeks back. You saw Ween because Ween is yes. local to us kind of in, they're from New Hope and they're one of my favorite yeah. bands of all time. Um, I'm very jealous that you saw them. So how was that? <laughs> they, they were awesome. They were, it, it was really fun. My husband is the one who got me into them. We were actually in New Hope this, uh, this summer because we have family that lives kind of close to there. Um, wow. So we I, I like made that connection right before we went to the concert. Like, oh my gosh. We we uh we were in New Hope and that's where they're from. I was like, duh, I told you that when we were there. <laughs> but other than that, they were awesome. And they were another band, it's so cool because like, you know, you're at their concert and you're listening to like a nice little like sweet song and then this hard song comes in and then it's like a country <laughs> song. It's like they really don't yeah. have a genre, which is so awesome. I love that because I don't yeah. like having to feel like I need to squeeze into one little tiny genre with my music because I love so many different kinds of music. Um, so Yeah, and so, they, yeah, they, they are exactly awesome. like that. You never know what you're going to get. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, next time you make your way to New Hope in this area, you gotta look us up, and we'll uh, yeah, I have we're not far. I will, for sure. Tour of the city would be great. Um, So let's talk about a little something different. You're talking about your video that's coming out, and uh, fire dancing is the big word. And I'm very curious. Yeah. You did some videos for people as big as Pitbull. That's freaking amazing. And um, you're going to be doing fire dancing. You're going to be doing fire dancing in your new video. So tell us about that, how you got into that, and how you got some of these uh, leads. Um. So I got into it when I was living, probably like my last year of my Um My husband had done it, and he was just kind of getting into it maybe a few years before I did or before we met. Um, and I saw him doing it and saw friends of his doing it, and it was like, I have to learn how to do that. You know, I, have a, I took a lot of dance <laughs> growing up. I did a lot of ballet and um like modern dance and flamenco and I, so I've always been a dancer and adding fire to that element I just thought it was so cool and I'm the kind of person that when I see something like that I'm like I, I'm gonna learn how to do that so I started practicing <laughs> and, and like the props that I use my my apartment had like Marks all over the ceiling because the the thing, the poi they're called that I was spinning would like hit the ceiling yeah. when I was practicing inside. <laughs> Um, so, hey, so I really, it was really fun. I learned from friends, from other people that did it, my husband, and then really like the school of YouTube where I learned a lot on there. Um, just like how to do the moves, you know, I practiced a lot before I ever lit anything on fire. Um, you know, fire safety is a huge thing. Like you got to make sure you know what you're doing before you, you know, endanger yourself or people around you. So, so we moved down here, and I, you know, we started doing it, and I started getting better at it. And then one of my modeling agencies found out that I did it, and so I started getting booked for like events and like, like you know, openings of restaurants or you know, some big corporate event where they want some flashy show. And I started you know, booking a lot of those things, and then, and then yeah, I started getting booked for music videos. So the one I did with Pitbull was very cool. Um, Pitbull and Elvis Crespi, Love Mente. So I thought that was so cool because I always loved that song growing up. And um, and then yeah, I just started other artists. I just got booked through them either by word of mouth or um, through my agency. So so when I wrote Heart on Fire, immediately you know I'm kind of a visual person. So when I write a song, I usually have an idea for a music video the concept at least like almost instantly um so hard on fire i was like well that's obvious uh i'm i'm gonna be doing fire in this music video (laughs) so i was was really excited about that so um so yeah the we shot the video uh down here in miami and uh it turned out really awesome a lot of the fire props that you'll see in the video my husband actually made um he he's been making um, fire gear for for years. Uh, he had done that for a while, um, so it was it was really cool to get to do that, showcase that. Awesome! It's very awesome. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm looking very forward to checking the video out. Um, awesome. So you got so much you got so much going on: singing, acting, modeling, fire dancing, playing instruments. Pick one. What is your favorite? Which one best defines you 
if you, if you had to pick one, somebody says you got to pick one in life that best defines you. What what is it? What is your favorite thing to do? What is your easiest? What best defines Morrison? Uh, singing for sure. Okay, excellent. Singing, singing and writing. Yeah, it's just um, I just uh, something moves inside of me when I when I sing, and um, I just kind of lose you know everything goes away when i'm singing and when i'm up on stage i'm i'm my happiest i'm in my element and everything just kind of goes blank around me and i'm just there and i'm in the music when i'm singing so that would definitely be my choice that's awesome and you're great at it so <laughs> keep thank it up you. <laughs> thank you so much thank you um so on your instagram you have a lot um of pictures when you're out in nature, just, you know, reconnecting, um, how, how important is that to you? And, and do you get a lot of your inspiration from just, you know, recharging your batteries that way? Definitely. Um, it growing up in the Northeast, like when I grew up in Maine, we were literally on like the last tree on the town behind us was just like miles and miles of wilderness. I grew up, you know, right on a cabin and right on a lake in the same town. And um, I, I grew up playing in the woods. Yeah, I was a child. Um, and, you know, I would go out there and think about the trees and, you know, be lost in the woods. <laughs> I've always really had a big respect for nature. And I just, again, just like when I'm singing, everything like all the stressors all my anxiety just kind of goes away um i think it's so important for, for everyone to be out in nature at some point just to recharge and even if you live in the city when i live in the north i feel like i get lost for a while so I'm lucky i have a nice big uh backyard so when i need to kind of reset i go outside and i plant some stuff and you know just kind of get lost outside for a little while it's definitely it's definitely important to get away from your phone and from your emails and from the TV and just kind of be out in in the wilderness. That's awesome. Uh, I have a quick thing because so many of my friends and family have moved from the Philadelphia tri-state area down to Florida, and then a, a couple months later, it seems they move right back. Um, do you think Do you think Florida will be your home from now on, or, or do you see yourself staying there? I'm not sure. Um, we We love it down here. I love it down here. I love just being. I love living ten minutes from a beautiful ocean that I can pretty much swim in year round. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, I love that it doesn't. Missing still a little bit, but I was definitely so cold out there. So I really love being down here. Um, it's so cold as right far now. As, like the <laughs> Enjoy. People, the people <laughs> yeah. down here in Miami, but I I miss the people up north. I don't make the same connections with people down here as I did up north, and pretty much all my really close friends are still up there. Almost all of them. Um, I've made some great friends down here as well, but. You know, I don't know. It's just a different mentality up north. And even in New York City, I feel like people were nicer in New York City than they are in Miami. Now, 
a lot of different parts of Florida are very different than Miami. You know, we'll drive an hour away from here and it's like, oh, people are kind of friendly again. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I kind of, I kind of need to be in a city. Um, I, I don't know if I could move. I think maybe way down the road when I'm older, I would have no problem with like moving back to the woods. But as long as I could always come down, I feel like I would always need to be down here or somewhere tropical in the winter because I can't do that. I can't do the cold winters anymore. I'm done with that. <laughs> I'm about to be done. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so shortly, um, we're going to um, we're going to wrap up shortly. But after we go, we're going to play uh, another one of your songs, uh, one from one of your band days, "Pretty in the Dirt." which is with your days with Dorothy Surrender, because it's a great one. We're going to play that. So my question gets uh, gets to be, um, is this the final move for you solo? Like, is that it? Or would you consider going back to band? Do you think you just kind of want to be a solo artist and create on your own at this point? You know, I'm really open to to whatever is going to take my music in the right direction. Um, if the right people come along, like right now, I just, with my new solo project, I've started a new band, and these guys are great. Um, you know, I love being part of a band. Um, but as far as the solo project, you know, I've been in different bands, and it's just, you know, it's always a lot of different stuff that you got to put up with. Everyone's got their own stuff. And when it's my solo project, you know, I still need the musicians, but it's everything is on my terms, kind of. And right. um, if, if I were to be in a band again, I would really need it everyone to be on the exact same page as me, like headed in, you know, the same direction that I'm headed in because I'm, I'm like on a free train and I'm, <laughs> I'm not stopping for anyone. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, no, I would definitely be open to band again uh, someday. But for now, the solo project is what I need to do. That's so good. And it's so good. You know what you want um, out of, out of your music and um, um that's great that your new album is going to incorporate, infuse all those different kind of styles and genres, and um, really like there's there's no limit. Then I mean, if any any you know a style confused with another, um, the hearts on fire. It made me think of another song. Jeff's going to laugh at me, but um, like a Lana Del Rey song. It, it she has these smooth vocals, and then it, this like haunting classical back tone, and then a trap beat. So it, it just. Hmm. If you put the right elements together, they they work so good, and that's what Hearts on Fire reminds me of. So Heart on Fire Thank reminds you. me of. So, um, yeah, congratulations to you. I can't wait to hear the rest of the EP, and um, yeah, we're so excited. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely, definitely a great artist. Like you check out her uh, check out her social media because you see some pictures, and she's badass, and you know you just own it. And you're very confident, and that's outstanding. We get excited for that. And that's the artists we have here, people that are hungry, confident, excited. And we could be happier for you. Really great. Um, let's plug some stuff, some social media. Uh, Instagram, you can find her at Megan Morrison Music. Uh, on Facebook, at Music Megan Morrison. Twitter, at M Morrison Music. And, of course, the website, www.morrisonmusicofficial.com. Dot com. Don't forget, folks, uh, coming out spring 2019, it is Appetite for Freedom. It's the EP. And the song is out now, Heart on Fire. Check it out on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music. Search it, find it. Morrison is the artist. She's amazing. It's worth every second. 
Marson, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is amazing. Thank you guys time. so much. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, then. Can we, can, we, can we have you back on when the EP breaks out? Would you come back on? It would be my honor. I would love to. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> we look forward to that. In the spring of 2019, folks, you're going to get more Mars, and we're going to get the EP and the whole nine yards. And like I said, we're all social media, social media friends now, so if you're in the uh, Philly area, hit us up, and we'll get together. Sounds yes. good. Hey, and if you get too cold, come on down to Miami for a visit. I, I think I like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, again, Go to the website, www.morrisonmusicofficial.com. If you're in the Miami area, there's a video released December 11th. Check it out. The Amazing Morrison. Thank you so much, and have yourself a great evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye-bye. guys. And that was Morrison. She's awesome, Jewel. She's, she does everything. Does everything, and, and you can tell in in the questions we ask and ways she answers. She's not afraid to do everything. Like she says, if she sees something and she likes it, she's going to do it. That's freaking awesome. You know what the difference is? Like, you know, I see something and want to do it, and am so <laughs> mediocre at it. Meg Martin yeah. sees something, does it, conquers it, a flames a blazing, and it's miraculous. So I mean, good for her. It's like. Everything she sets out to do uh, becomes gold. So I'm super stoked for her. I can't wait to hear the new stuff. And, uh, yeah, the songs are awesome. So great, great interview. I agree. And, like, you know, as I always say, we get um, – we have public relations people like Beatrice, and she comes out and says, I got this client for you. you got to check her out. So you start doing the research, and, you know, it's Morrison. And I'm like, all right, she used to model. Wow, look at his picture. She's gorgeous, and she's got great pose. Hey, she's a musician, too. Let's see what else she has. Oh, this music is fantastic. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, I mean, I mean, just everything <laughs> is everything's so good. Like you said, me, like, I look at something like, hey, I'd love to play the guitar. And I just watch somebody play it, and I never even pick one up. So. Yeah. Uh... Great, great stuff. That was awesome. It is awesome. Are we gonna? Are we hearing more now, or are we waiting? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. We're going right now. We are going okay. back. Good. Back in <laughs> back in the time machine, when she was just a young girl in her first band, Dorothy's Surrender. This song is called "Pretty in the Dirt." Oh, this song is badass. It is tonight's guest, Morrison, and this was uh, one of her bands, Dorothy's Surrender. The song is "Pretty in the Dirt." Check it out here on the Yo Show. It's about four and a half minutes long. Enjoy, and we'll be back with you shortly.
the red-hot sounds of tonight's guest, Morrison, back in the days of her band, Dorothy's Surrender, Pretty in the Dirt. And she's pretty in everything. She's fantastic. Megan Morrison, <laughs> a.k.a. Morrison, a.k.a. all this great stuff. I am now her hype man. Her hype man, Lisa Linky's hype man. I'm telling you, I got a new career, Joel Beatty. <laughs> yeah, everyone's hype man. Because I, I love people. People deserve to get hyped. When they're awesome, they should get hyped. Yeah. Well, you know, when we have guests like we do who are amazing, I mean, how can you not? How can you not talk them exactly. out? I'm telling you, you see it, and you even commented during the song how hyped I am. I am just like, boom, tonight. <laughs> On it. Like 120%. Like I'm like full throttle tonight. Nothing wrong with that. Little side note, folks, for those who are wondering as we watch Jimmy Butler's three-pointer Sixers, 46, Raptors 40, about four minutes left in the second quarter. Big gamers, the Raptors currently hold the best record in the NBA, so uh, our red-hot Sixers are four straight wins, trying to make it five against... The team that many people think will be their toughest competition this season. So it's just tough. Hmm. Go six. Hmm. Joel, you are all dynamite. <laughs> with your drop-ins on our topics here on the show. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Kind of a kind of a funny sideboard here. I got excited about this. Um, I don't even know if it's going to happen. I'm pushing the envelope, but I don't think it's going to happen. One of our uh, our amazing PR people who are bringing us a lot of their great clients, Jessica Katz. Uh, Jessica Katz is uh, the public relations woman for uh, 76er J.J. Reddick. Well, I keep saying, can we get J.J. on the show? She said, you don't understand. The schedule is so tight, so tough, and so hard to get him on. And I'm like, again, yeah, we're a Philly show. We're a Yo show. We're Philly. He's a Sixer. And she said, well, let's see what happens a little further down the line. So I said to Jewel, I'm like, we might be able to get J.J. Reddick on the show. She's like, great, I'll take the night off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't say that. Not well-versed, that's all. Okay. You're great. We can't do it without you. It sucks without you. I listen to shows I do it by myself, and I make fun of myself, and that's not good. Yeah, there was a there was a, a very large chance you were going to be by yourself tonight. So I'm sorry. I was out. But, hey, we made it. <laughs> we did make it. Usually I get by myself at the weird moments, like when there's a really attractive female song, like <laughs> like Eric Eleniak, and she's probably like, "Well, this is creepy." <laughs> yeah, she was wonderful. Um, it's true. Very sad. Very, very sad days, Joel Tady. Um I know we're in the studio. I know we're doing a show. I may have to stop the show and go console my wife as I start to tear up over the latest story. A Harvard professor recommends eating only six French fries per <laughs> serving. Wow. Six. I pretty much put six in my hand at once and shove them in my face. My wife yeah, that's is like a French one fry. Steak fry. <laughs> I know, like what? <laughs> six. 
my wife is a potato chip and french fry junkie. And I told her about this article. She, she, I think she's still laughing. I told her last night. I think she's still laughing about it. Joel, who in the holiest of hell eats? Correction. Who sits down to a meal and eats six french fries? You know, that's pretty terrible because not even in Happy Meals do they have six french fries. They have way more than six french fries. So if that's a serving, we're all in trouble. That's probably yeah, why. They <laughs> don't have six french fries in hell. Are you kidding me? That is just, you know, they should have just never made french fries. They are the best <laughs> invention ever. So let's get creative. Let's talk french fries for a few minutes. Because the nerds at Harvard think it's only right. six. Best fries. Worst best fries. fries. Let's, let's do best fries and worst fries. Best fries in the fast food category, it's McDonald's hand down, hands down. No. BK really. all the way. I BK. love Burger King fries. Love Burger King fries. They kind of make me sick, but at the same time, I kind of like them. <laughs> I was actually going to announce those as the worst. Oh, no, no, no. Chick-fil-A. Best french fries in the fast food. Love the waffle fries. Yeah, I'm okay with the waffle fry. Um, it's almost like they're trying. It, it's not, so don't get me wrong. It's almost like they're trying to give you a healthy alternative to a french fry. Like, look, this looks more like a potato. No. No. I'm not buying it. You know what are awesome? Not- and it's the only only thing on the menu I'll eat from Checkers. It's the loaded bacon, cheddar, whatever fries. Holy moly. <laughs> they are so good. That's the other thing. Like, we'll go out to places. Um, matter of fact, the place that we had our wedding reception at Maggio's. We'll go to their bar on lights. My wife's like, loaded fries. I'm like, all right. Now it's like ranch dressing, cheddar cheese, bacon, and I'll get a side of barbecue sauce, and I'll dunk all that goodness in the barbecue sauce, and they got like yeah. the steak fries. That, that's happening right there. Six. Holy cow. Yeah. Maybe like six a second. Um, all right, so, so what is your worst <laughs> fry? I I hate McDonald's, and I hate Wendy's. Wendy's are always cold. <laughs> I, I'm stunned. My jaw dropped. You hate McDonald's? Yeah. Like, oh, they're horrible. I hate I hate horrible. the whole McDonald's menu. I, I can't stand McDonald's. Wow. Now Anything on the menu is just sickening. Here's my philosophy. And obviously it does not pertain to you because you're like the 1% that doesn't enjoy McDonald's at all. Um, when I'm in the mood for a hamburger, like on a hamburger, like I'll go to the Hughesville Inn down the road and get their big fat burgers. I'll go to Red Robin. I'll even go to Burger King. I'll go to a restaurant, something to get a burger. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in the mood for a burger, I, I go to a burger place. But when I'm in the mood for McDonald's, I go to McDonald's. Does that make sense to you? I guess, but like, don't you feel like dog crap like right afterwards that's the best part (laughs) (laughs) Tom's is just so nasty I can't alright so what is um, some some guilty pleasures and peculiar things you do with your french fries because I know people do some strange shit with theirs 
the only way Wendy's fries are good are dipped in a frosty because they're cold uh, anyway. There you go. Yeah, there so, you go. <laughs> that's I know that. And, then, yeah. and, and I was going to say chicken and peats. I mean, come on. You just got to drench them in cheese. Yeah. I do like the crab fry. It, it's very good. I'm a fan. Uh, again, they got to be hot. The cheese mm-hmm. has to be hot, too. So once that cheese dries out and the fries get cold, then it's not working. Um, Steve's the Prince of Steaks is big here in Philly. Great fries. Got to mm-hmm. answer them well done. Um, God, there are so many things. I like barbecue sauce on my fries. I like the Dunkin' barbecue sauce. Um, oh, malt, <laughs> malt vinegar. Have you ever had malt vinegar on your fries? No. Oh, talent. So many things you could do with a French fry. Greatest topic like, I ever brought. Is it like salt and vinegar chips? Does it taste like that? You know what? It, that's a good call. It does taste like salt and vinegar chips. Oh. Well, that could work. You know, they said that um, eating one fry is like eating one potato, (laughs) one big potato. (laughs) I like potatoes. How many do you want me to eat? Six. Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. Stupid Harvard pencil neck geek. (laughs) I made it. (laughs) You should only eat six French fries in a sitting. Shut up. Get out of here. Go not get late. I don't late, want to hear that. <laughs> Nobody got time Go for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Go not have sex. Harvard nerd. <laughs> Universal Studios has confirmed that construction for the Super Nintendo theme park has begun. Oh, oh my God. How freaking awesome is this? Did I just die and go to heaven? Like, I will be first in the line. I cannot wait. Like, I, no, Jeff, I'm, I'm going to freak out. It's got, uh, let's see, Nintendo Land, uh, Animal Crossing, Yoshi's Island, Luigi's Mansion, Mario's Goldmine, Mushroom Kingdom, Pokemon Kanto, Kirby's Dreamland, Super Mario Galaxy, The Clouds, which... All these great names. No, no, no. You left out the best one. What's the best one on there? Are you kidding me? I don't know. Hyrule. Hyrule from Zelda. It's the Zelda world. Uh, It's right next to Pokemon on the top, on the the right. Hyrule Field and Castle. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to live there. You know, me and my niece have, like, full-length discussions on where we live in the whole Zelda realm specifically. And there's a bunch of different places you could live, like on the beach or, or in the little, you know, forest land. And I, I, I'm, I don't think I'll leave. Like, I'm going to be that person that's going to want to live there. Like, I, I, I took the abbreviated picture. When you get to the bigger pictures, also uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Me Plaza, Captain... Toad, Treasure Tracker, The Ride. There's a lot of great stuff here. It's very exciting. Um, yes. Super Mario World. Now, that's like maybe like the greatest invention ever. Um, quick story about Super Mario and all that good stuff. Um, we went to the first Beer Fest. Speaking of which, Beer Fest is back around this March. Joel Tatey, make your plans now. Get your tickets. I will. Yeah, March. End of March? Because... Yep. You know, wedding time 
you got to plan plan around it. That's weird. We almost didn't go last year because of our wedding, and I left. Or two years ago. How long have I been married? Two years? Your name? Oh, my two. God. I don't even know. I, no, a year. Right? <laughs> yeah, we've been on the show for a year. That's right. <laughs> it depends. If Megan Morrison is still listening, I am not married. If my wife is listening, it's been about a year and a half. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Oh, so we go to Beer Fest, the first one. And there's this video game store there, and they had games you can play. So my wife's like, oh, Mario Brothers. I'm like, all right. She runs over and she starts playing Mario Brothers. Now I'm drinking beer after beer after beer. And look, and she's still playing. She's one of them people that can ace it, like get it all the way in. And I turn around, I get this beer, I turn around again. Next thing I know, there's like 20 guys huddled around her. And they're all rooting her on. Oh, my God, this girl is awesome, this girl. And a couple of the nerds are like, and she's hot. Now, all these like <laughs> dudes are like digging my hot wife, getting into like Mario Brothers. And if you finished, if you went all the way and, and finished the game, they would give you a console free. Oh, my God. Old. And she's playing and she's like, I'm kind of missing out on Beer Fest in the middle of it. And I mean crushing it. Hits pause and says, I'm done. No. And <laughs> by this time, there's like 40 guys, and they're all like, no! She's like, I'm done. Who's next? And people were like grabbing at the joysticks. Obviously, the game was still going, but she quit right in the middle. Oh, my I know. God. She's you like, know, I know I can do it. I, yeah, but, you know. That would definitely not be me because I'm on my third Wii U. I have uh, about two Wii consoles. Like, I am a Nintendo freak. I have an N64, but my paddles don't work. So, um, yeah, I, I would just give all my money to Nintendo. I love every Mario game, every Zelda game. Um, my daughter plays his first. She's four years old, and she makes first in Mario Kart every time. And they're going to have Mario Kart in this land. How about that? Like, it's wow. going to be amazing. I, I'm going to hold off because we wanted to take Joey to um, Disney World when she turned five, which would be in May. But you know what? I think she's, she's going to have to wait till she's six because – but we have to see uh, Nintendo Land for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would make that your honeymoon. I mean, come on. No, my sister <laughs> did that. Good. I ain't down with that. <laughs> no. no, thank you. <laughs> I don't see the hun- whole honeymoon in Disney World thing. And no, I don't. I don't know. I tried to. Um, I tried to make my honeymoon to uh, Canton, Ohio, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That didn't go very well. Which I'm you know where the uh, cruise of Bermuda was awesome. Yeah, how can you beat that? And you guys had a great time. You know, where Mike wants his honeymoon. Where? Can you guess? Somewhere cold. Somewhere can cold. you guess? Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, Alaskan cruise. I'm like hell no. I want to go somewhere tropical. I heard the Alaskan cruise is out of this world. I can hear it's the most exciting cruise you can go on. That's what I heard. I, I haven't done it. I want to do it. I heard it's amazing. I It, it might be amazing, and yeah, I that, would love to go great. there. Not for my honeymoon, though. <laughs> no. That's great. I'm going to be in no. the best shape of my life, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, we you got to show that off. So somewhere with the beach, please. That's not best a tundra. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to tell Mike to push the issue because he won't listen. But if Joe Rogan says it, you might be on your way to Alaska. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We're at this part of the show. I want to see your right hand. Hold your right hand up. Now hold your left hand up. Now turn them towards each other and start clapping. And I want everybody out there to listen to the episode to start clapping, especially if you're a Philadelphia person. Why? Because GQ Magazine has named Philadelphia the City of the Year! Woo! Champion, my friend. And we'll keep on fighting. Because we fight here. That's what we do. Anyway, yeah, GQ Magazine is named Philadelphia the City of the Year. That's amazing. After the uh, you know Super Bowl championship and a revitalized restaurant scene, which there's been so much hype. There's been so much hype behind the uh, the restaurant district here in Philadelphia too that we're we're city of the year. Hey, like that. That's amazing. Is that just for restaurants or is that for the people? <laughs> uh, it actually says. The magazine cites the Super Bowl champion Eagles, the revitalized restaurant scene, and the city's socially active athletes and politicians as the reason for it being a model city. The article titled Philly is Special. It was authorized by uh, um, authorized, uh, authored by Germantown native Zach Barron. But still, that, that's pretty awesome. Good stuff. Damn. I mean, like I just said before to someone, you can't beat our food. Like, our food is just where it's at. It really is. And we've got so much. And like I said, all of a sudden, like, restaurants in this area are a big deal. And I was talking about, like, vintage places like Pika's and uh, new favorites like Union Tap House Wings. And then you go downtown into, like, Philly area and you've got the, the Budokans and and Del Frisco's and places like that. So, yeah, Philly's definitely got a lot of action. It's got some great places to eat. It, it's happening. We're very proud. Congratulations, Philly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why so that makes us here the Yo Show. Again, coming from Philly, bringing you the world. So since we're a Philly show, that makes us the greatest radio show <laughs> in America. Absolutely. Give it up for us. Oh, yeah. Give it up. You, 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 That's why I'll reiterate. That's that's why we say you're at the beginning of the show because that's how Philly people say yo on the street. If you hear that and you hear from everyone, everyone will turn their head. You talking to me? Are you talking to me? What's up, cuz? You. It's not so much yo. Like you're like yo. It's you. It like a you know what I can't cannot stand, which everyone is doing, and and uh, some unnamed members of my family are starting to do it, especially the youngsters are saying, "Bro, what's up, bro? Thank you, bro." <laughs> I, say bro. I like bro. Depends on the situation in the person. No, 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 but no. I'm- you have to be for I. I think you have to be from Northern Jersey to say bro. Really. How about bruh? I love bruh. What's up, bruh? I love bruh. I think man's, well, man is enough. What's up, man? That's like, <laughs> yo, yeah. 
Look at this brick can. This can has been through the ringer. Is that, is that, that is like sassy. the last can of beer you have now? Like, <laughs> yeah, my little nephew just you came in and brought it to me. What a little sweetie. Brought me a defective can. Yeah. These cans are defective. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from these cans. <laughs> More oh, cans. <laughs> he hates these cans. <laughs> I'm watching this commercial. You know who's super cute? That Jan from the Toyota commercials. She's a cutie. Who? Is that her name, Jan? The Toyota commercial chick. Oh, my Jan? God. The game is on right next to my head this whole time, and I wasn't even watching. <laughs> yeah, then you just missed Jan, too. I just, just didn't miss Jan. Oh, well. I love her. All right, um, so the story that we tried to get to before Megan Morrison called in is one that I want to talk about because the decay of society continues, Jewel Tatey. Mm-hmm. PETA, that's right, PETA, the animal rights activist group, wants to change the phrase from bring home the bacon to bring home the bagel. Because they feel phrases like bring home the bacon are comparable to racism, and homophobia. Oh, yeah, not just that, but all animal slang terms. Like, you know, the bull by the horns, or take the bull by the horns. Now it's take the flowers by the thorns. <laughs> I swear, you have, to, you have to look it up. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. What about, like, yeah, and, what about uh, like, what up, what up, dog? Or, like, I can't no, say what up, No, that's fine. But you can't say, let's kill two birds with one stone. You have to say, <laughs> slaughter two th- kings in one throne. <laughs> Why did I say the first one was real. <laughs> oh, okay. You did that two truths and a lie thing, like on that commercial. Very good. <laughs> well done. Because you act, that was great, great improv. Or you can't beat a dead horse. You can't say that anymore. Really? You can beat a dead corpse. <laughs> I no, was on fire. Fair. You were on. Well, you made that one up for me. Yeah, I made that up. Thanks. <laughs> hey, good stuff. Good stuff. Jewel Tatey, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Peta and Christmas non-lovers. Like you're taking this shit too far. Yeah, I mean, let's talk. We haven't talked about it yet, so let's talk about it now. Um, baby, it's cold outside. Apparently, they're about how it depicts date rape and sexual assault and a sexual a pepper. Should I do sexual can't. assault and pepper? I can't with okay, this. Give me some free at with it. You can't. You don't even want to talk about this. First, no. It, it, it's I, I was sitting there. I'll give you this because I had a serious discussion with this with my parents a couple of days ago. I'm like. And so they, they're like, Alexa, play Baby, It's Cold Outside. And we heard it, and we went through every single lyric together. And I was like, well, she said maybe she'll stay for half a drink. Like, she's not forced to stay there. Like, oh, maybe exactly. a cigarette more. She kept saying maybe, and she said she might stay. And he was trying to protect her from the storm. I mean, I don't know. I, I have an affinity for that song, and... It's an elf. 
Come on. I know. Zoe no, Deschanel no, he is an elf, but Zoe sings it so beautiful. I love oh. her voice. I love her. Oh, I, I love, love her. I love her so much. Like a, She's my favorite. So <laughs> oh, my God. Means I will fight you for her. I love her. <laughs> Man. Too. No, Man. but now, now they're saying not only that, but The Little Mermaid, you know the song, Kiss the Girl. Whoa, whoa. They're saying that's yeah. offensive. Jesus. She wants to kiss him. Like, that's what will break the spell. So stop. Just stop. You're, you're, whoever is going too far, stop reading into everything. Imagine some of them assholes listen to our show. Jesus. We'd be out of business. I think we're going to get some email from this. They know, ban the I song. Care. I, I ban like no song. song. I don't think it's wrong. It's like, it's like getting rid of Peppy Le Pew because he was too forceful on some kitty cats. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that also. He was a rapist. Peppy Le Pew was a rapist. They said that too. He really he would not let them go. Would not let them yeah, go. Yeah, that's creepy. I actually. Uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> and he stank too. Uh, his ass uh, I was actually. I didn't succeed with this, and I was worried about. You know, because I know. You download the shows to YouTube. I was worried about legal ramifications. I was actually going to download Baby It's Cold Outside. And I was going to play it through the episode tonight. I'm like, eh, nah, better not. Should but, we just sing it? I don't know the words. <laughs> I wish I knew the words because I would sing it. I don't know all the words. I want, I want Zoe to sing it. I love when she sings it. I love it. She's singing she it in the to shower, just, too. She needs to just come on here and sing it for us. If you're out there listening, Zoe, it's like your favorite show. I tried. It's not happening. It's a lie. I know. It's my favorite. Here's here's great comedy right there. Check this out. So I posted the article on Facebook about the pita and saying the bring home the bacon thing. And um, somebody commented, don't they have bigger fish to fry? Huh? That is actually hilarious. I'm sorry. That's pretty That's funny. pretty good. That's pretty good. Hats off to uh, Dave Weimer and his <laughs> joke. Don't they have bigger fish to fry? <laughs> hilarious. Uh, what are you eating there, George? Some homemade soup that's too hot. <laughs> Excellent. So speaking of too hot, tonight I had um, – I was in the area. I know the wife enjoys this place. I had a corner bakery for dinner. I like their food. I don't know if you've ever been. I'm a fan. And they have this amazing pulled pork sandwich, but it's got like a chili kind of smear on it. It's just incredibly too hot. It's too hot. Yeah. You know, I uh, I tried this Thai restaurant by me. It's called Mama Thai. It's... I'm I uh I was gonna get the pad pad sue but I got the soup instead. Holy crap, my mouth was on fire. I could oh, not eat that. Ah oh, man. It was so good, but it was so painful. <laughs> They're lethal. See, I can't I, I don't get it in the food like that. It's too hot. I can't You can't enjoy can't it. Pay. You know? Exactly. I know. There's it's like it burned your if teeth buds off. If you're a fan of the Thai restaurants, I enjoy um, 
A lot of the, uh, the local casinos have them. They all have those noodle bars, which mm. are just phenomenal. Oh, I love that stuff. Uh, they have one on a cruise, too. I, I love the noodle bars. Big, big thing. I would love to go to a noodle bar or, like, a legit ramen, like, restaurant. <laughs> and to find a good one. Maybe we can have a double date night. That would be fun. I would love that. I would love, especially for some kind of, like, noodle bar or ramen bar or something like that. Oh, my God. I got it. I got it. Me, you, Cassie, Mike, there's a a noodle bar with a karaoke bar attached downtown Philly. We're going. Let's go this weekend. Yes, there is. Again, this weekend. I don't think we have anything. Oh, God. Now he's busy. (laughs) No, Sunday I'm busy. Sunday is um, Sunday is my nephew's christening. Oh. What the hell is pickleball? It's a new thing. I learned about it from Kim Kardashian, and uh, apparently it's really fun. Oh, okay. Because somebody posted apparently at the uh, remember the old Cruise Town Racket Club, they had a sign that said pickleball. Pickleball is a paddle sport similar to racket sport that combines elements of badminton, tennis, and table tennis. Two or four players use solid paddles and spank Kim Kardashian's big, juicy butt. Wow. And that's not a game. That is so coincidental. (laughs) (laughs) She's a big butt. I like big butts and I cannot lie. The greatest song ever. Yeah, and meanwhile, that song doesn't get banned. Nope. That's praising me. Is right. it because it's so. supposed to be wholesome and then it's not very when you listen to it? Because there's so many songs like that. I mean, everybody's like, oh, what about you know, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? Well, really, I don't like that, that song. Why? It's I never like that song. Bad. It's super creepy. Don't like it. <laughs> I agree. We should ban dad? that song. But isn't yeah. Santa Claus supposed to be the dad? Why is that creepy? I don't know because it just is. Because I was freaked out when I was young. I just let the cat out of the bag to all of our maybe one listener under five that there's no such thing as Santa Claus. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about either. I saw mommy blowing Santa Claus Cause he brought her this brand new diamond necklace Now that's the song Think I get wrong away with that song or what? Now that's the song should get played on the radio Can't get away with anything nowadays Feels like I'm going to make a new Christmas song And I'm going to ask one of the following people to sing it December 12th, I'm going to ask Kiyomi Holly to come on our show and sing I Saw Mommy Blowing Santa Claus. And if that doesn't work, December 17th, I'm going to ask Kathleen Black to do the same exact thing right here on the ocean. If that doesn't work, December 26th, I'll ask Robert Cantor, the founder of Cantor Guitars, to play it on his guitar. That's our big three guests coming up folks. Kiyomi Holly, singer, December 12th. Another great singer, artist, performer, Kendra Black on December 17th. 
Robert Cantor, Cantor Guitars, December 26th. I can't wait for that. That one's going to be cool beans. They're all going to be great. I'm so happy December is such an eclectic month with people all over the place. So very looking forward to it. It is. And we have, um, good Lord, I've spoken to some PRP. we got uh, another three, four people to kick off our new year. Um, 26th, of course, is um, the day after Christmas jewel tape. So what we're going to do here or at least we're lining up to do it here. Out the uh, 24th is Christmas Eve. I've got 10,000 family members coming over. So uh, there won't be a yo show on the 24th. So we're going to make our Christmas show December the 17th. So Kendra Black will be uh, on our Christmas show, and we'll do all kind of Christmas top five lists and talk about Christmas stuff, etc. because that's about the only time we're going to get to you before the holiday. Yep. It's going to be our Christmas Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Just like our Halloween spooktacular, which scared nobody but us. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared as I was going to do it. That was, was great. a great had, episode. Uh, ghost. Yeah, we had Ghost. Jenny Bruce. Awesome. Jenny Bruce. So She's fitting. very cool. I know, that was great. Great, oh, great setup. I did reach out to someone. I will see... I don't know. She gets a little busy around Christmas time for some odd reason, but I met her before. I would love to have her on for um, that night. So we'll see if she ever gets back to me. Uh, I would appreciate a message to know who this is because maybe she's keeping <laughs> secret. <laughs> Wait, do you know this person? I'm going to tell you in secret. Ready? Oh. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look it I'm gonna look it up though. Okay. I'm gonna look it up. It's Kate Beckinsale, ladies and gentlemen. She's gonna talk about the ball sack uh, facial. And the hint her. she always did the Christmas show for um what's his name? Oh my god. it just slipped my mind. David Letterman. She always was on his show around Christmas time. Oh yeah? Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mhm. Yes. That would be fantastic. Christmas. I don't see this being her kind of show, but okay. <laughs> Let me take a listen. I ain't been on that show. True. <laughs> uh, I do it every week. I do it every week. After the show, I listen to the episode the next day. I'm like, I'm never being on that show again. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love it. Best show on, best show on the internet. And if you're listening out there and you're a guy that works at a radio station and your ratings are down and people come down and say, where are they ratings? Pick this show up. Where's that? I mean, we get the best guests ever. You see this comedic hilarity happening right now. Like, what more could you Absolutely. want? There is nothing more. There's nothing more to have. This is phenomenal. <laughs> that was an evil sinister life. Yeah, with Christmas coming up, we got a couple of great guests. Uh, we want to thank again Beatrice Kimmel for bringing us another great art. Tonight is her uh, little extravaganza party up in New York, so we're hope we hope they're having a great time up there. We were invited. We also do have a show to do, so we had to, we had to pick our spot. Yeah. 
and our spot is here with you fine folks. So we'll mix, we'll mix, <laughs> we'll make the next gala ball that I would right, love right. to attend. Be a half four of the nine is it? <laughs> oh, you just mean this. All right, um, a very special, a very special thank you once again to Morrison. Again, the song "Heart on Fire" is out now. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Check it out. Get it now because it's great. The album, or the EP at the moment, she says keeps writing songs. It might turn into an album. Um, Appetite for Freedom comes out spring 2019. Don't forget her new video for Heart on Fire featuring her awesome fire dancing skills will premiere next week. Looking very forward to that. Thank you again to her for coming on the show. She was outstanding. And thank you for everybody that listened, because we can't do it without you. We love you all very, very much. Yes, so I'm going to wrap thank it you. Up for another... oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thank people. Don't cut me no, off. I just, don't cut thank... off. <laughs> I, I just want to thank everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to our new producers uh, in the studio tonight with Jewel, making sure the show went off without a hitch. <laughs> they like oh, a yeah. party back. Laughing and kidding thanks. and having a grand old time. Thanks to the peanut gallery. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if you would like to be on our peanut gallery, feel free to reach out. Jeff or Jewel, the Yoshi, the Stoop Radio Network on Facebook. Drop us a line say, hey, I want to be part of the peanut gallery. What do I got to do? Got to bring a lot of beer, a lot of food. You got to be willing to come to the studio, which is frightening. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's a grand old time. So that's it for tonight. Another episode of The You Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back Wednesday at the moment. We don't have a Monday scheduled guest. Jeff might come on Monday and just do stupid stuff we haven't decided yet. We'll keep you posted. You know where to look for us the Stupid Radio Network on Facebook, Stupid Radio Network on Twitter. And Stupid Radio Network on Instagram. That's all the uh, networks that carry our, our great Yo Show. The Yo Show websites, own pages, all that good stuff coming soon. Listen to us, love us, fantasize about us, do dirty things to your body while thinking about us. We greatly appreciate it. <laughs> For the amazing, the lovely, the wonderful host with the most, it's Miss Jewel Tady. I am Jeff the Shark Greeny, reminding each and every one of you out there to. Don't be a douche. And be nice to people because being a shitty person really sucks. And you should be nice to everyone because I'm sick of mean people. So be nice to people, please, for my sake. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like a uh, little rant there. It was awesome. That's true. Be nice to everybody, even the shitty ones. Because they deserve Tally. it. And it's a holiday. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, one last thing. We're in the holidays. We're in the mall or in the parking lot. Calm down and act like a goddamn civilized person. Oh, my God. I got hit yesterday. I was, like, right? this close to getting hit yesterday. Insane. Now, you said you Calm got down. hit, and you said you were this close. What is it? <laughs> Almost was hit by a car. Watch where you're going. Be nice. Damn. <laughs> Joel Tady, what was the lesson I just told you last show? Let me get near the end and I sign off. Cut us <laughs> off. Good night.
Good night, everybody. Bye.